This podcast is brought to you by Cash App, the easiest way to send, spend, save, and invest. Cash App helps you connect effortlessly with your finances as well as your people. If you ask me, that's money. So in the spirit of all things that are money, here's how Chris likes to stay connected with his people. You know, I, I do live uh, a bicoastal lifestyle that we discuss a lot on this podcast. And when I'm coming back to my uh, New York City pied-à-terre, I have to uh, text my wonderful cleaning lady, Sandra, kind of get her scheduled. We kind of have a great relationship. It's really easy. It's smooth. And the reason for that is Cash App. Because when Sandra's finished cleaning, she texts me, bang my Cash App. I don't know if that's true. That's true. And then I send her the money for doing the great job. And I, I think that that is um, just, it shows the simplicity and the seamlessness that Cash App is, you know, kind of in my life. So you're able to be across the country. That's right. Three different time zones no away. Problem. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that last mm-hmm. jown shoe is cleaned <laughs> and placed on the rack, suddenly a little notification pops up on the uh, on the iPhone. Bing! Uh-huh. You got cash, bitch. That's right. I send cash to Sandra, and Sandra sends me a smiley face emoji in return, and the deal is done. It couldn't be easier, Jason. Whether you're sharing a perfect day with your cleaning person, sending, spending, saving... Hopefully she's investing that into some Bitcoin. It's on the way up. Hold the line, friends. The number one finance app in the App Store is Cash App. That's fucking money, bro. Download Cash App from the App Store or Google Play today and add your cash tag to the 80 million and counting. I'm recording How Long Gone, Los Angeles, California. It's going to be a scorcher, TJ. Did some dragon. Now I'm having a great smoothie with some some ladder protein in there, a little Wolverine style. I'm feeling good. Oh, I love when TJ does his Wolverine style. Yeah, the, our friends at Ladder um, sent me a giant bag of protein uh, knowing that I don't make my own smoothies. Uh, the disrespect was palpable. Um, I did obviously berate them via uh, email mm-hmm. and will will be receiving my uh, crack cocaine pre-workout uh, shortly. So do you think making smoothies yourself, is that something that's for the help to do or is it you don't want the cleanup, you don't want to have the, the food products stored in your home? Food products. No, no. I think it's actually something that could interest me because of its scientific nature. <laughs> You've always been a science yeah, nut, yeah, so that yeah. doesn't make sense. They call me Bill Nye in the streets, but I'm actually, I'm just, I, I just, it seems like a lot of, it requires a lot of ingredients. And I, I mean, it happens in my household and I am still the one cleaning up the mess, of course. So I do, <laughs> um, I do kind of know what the remnants are. And I would like to avoid that. You're right. I don't know what it would be like to have a partner that was less clean than I am. I've always been the messier of the two. So what? What does it feel you're like? You're not Chris? even. You're not even. You're not even messy. Um, I, I used to be a lot worse, but yeah, you're right. I'm not even messy. Everyone used to be worse. Everyone used to be worse. I'm probably better than I think I am. That is partly because uh, I do pay. For the cleaning service once a week, mm-hmm. so I don't think that it's it's necessarily me doing the work. I'm not going to scrub a toilet, of course, mm-hmm. but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm proactive in getting it done so that everybody is happier. Everybody or you? No, everybody. I'm like we we work too hard. If you work full time, uh, hard, and you have you do work very hard, Chris. You're one of the you're one of the hardest working guys on the internet. Probably. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about Al. But yes, I mean, oh, the, the, got it. The got point it. is, like, no one, no one in this household should be scrubbing a toilet. Let me let me facilitate it with our hard earned exactly. Money. Yeah, and also, I like, I just like, you know, I like the whole process. I love having someone come over. We have a little relationship. I get to pay them. I get to tip them. It's just nice for everybody. I love it. You know, it's it's not. I, I just don't. I like paying for things. I like tipping. I like I like supporting small businesses. So it really is kind of in my wheelhouse to have a, a cleaning lady or a cleaning service. I I don't like tipping, and that's that was one great part about Europe. We know you don't like tipping. We know you don't like tipping. <laughs> I've 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 been embarrassed by you before in a, in a in many settings, and I'm sure I'll be embarrassed by you again. If you don't get a tip from me, you know what you did. You did something wrong. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, think about what you did. <laughs> Go over there, and I want you to think about what you did. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Um, we are excited. Uh, the U.S. Open has started. Serena took the court last night in potentially her last game of her of her career, but she won, right? She did win. I'm unfortunately gonna guess that she does not win the tourney uh, unless she really. Um, right, right, right. I don't think anyone thinks she's gonna win the whole thing, but I bet Nike does. <laughs> since this is her, <laughs> since this is her last tournament. Every game that she or every match is essentially, you know, could be her last. Exactly. Professional match. Every match could be her last. And that's, you know, that's a that's a tough place to live. Or just being a a tennis player in your 40s. Any match could be your last, depending on how the wind blows that day. No, that's 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 a good point. I don't even think she's in her 40s. And I, I love I was Serena. talking about me, but carry on. I love Serena uh, in theory, but as I've said before on this program, after I saw that documentary that she did and she married the guy from Reddit, she's kind of taking some hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No pun intended. <laughs> um, but Still looking for the pun. Yeah, there's no way to, to kind of uh, overlook her legend status and groundbreaking career. Legend status, I, I, I would say now that we're sort of taking a walk down memory lane, mm-hmm. last uh, moment in the sun count for as long as possible. I, I'm, I'm seeing like her, the way she's changed the game of tennis fashion. Oh, yeah. And she had like the, the, the gladiator boot. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. I'm going to say that's a nan for me, unfortunately. It's a nan for me as well, but I think the beauty i don't want it to sound like we're only pointing out chinks in her armor no no no. but i think the thing about serena that's interesting is that she was the person to take those risks and push it and whether if it works or it doesn't work it's almost more about the the act right you know what i mean it's 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 more about doing it and pushing tennis in a direction that it wasn't uh familiar with or used to that i think is that helps legitimize her legend status okay so you're saying Serena Williams walked so Naomi Osaka could take a nap. Yes, I would say that Serena beasted for literally 15 years so Naomi Osaka could complain about being overworked, an overworked millionaire at 20 years old. <laughs> and, you know, that's that's the world we live in. And I bet behind the scenes, Serena is like, is this bitch serious? You know what I mean? But she's <laughs> unable to say that. And I'm sure her dorky husband is like, Serena, don't say that. No, Naomi's a nice girl. She's trying really hard. You know how burnout is, you know. And, and I think that that's that's you know. I don't want to speculate on what goes on behind closed doors, but that's just my guess. So she she's quietly quitting tennis, and mm-hmm. Nike is quietly not writing her a check anymore. Potentially, no, no. That's the thing. Nike can't do that. Right. If Nike abandons her, then they're fucked too. You know. It's just so like, then Osaka I, I, is is really having the last laugh. Then she found a way to get paid. Just not unlike she's taking a page out of Chris Black's book <laughs> and just sort of found a way to make a pretty good living not doing a ton. I mean, look, I, I and think- only only a five D chess master like you and Naomi are able to pull off such a Ocean's Eleven style heist. That's that's true. We are taking the Fabergé egg all the way to, <laughs> to the court. Spoiler alert! I, I I hope that Naomi. I hope the way it pans out is that she's like, you know decides to play again and is is mm-hmm. dominating you know that would be cool because then it's like oh all your little whining actually worked you know and you you, right. you talked to your therapist for two years and you dated you dated a rapper and you went to a bunch of events and now you're ready to play mm-hmm. um but unfortunately i do not think that will be the outcome um but you never know man i mean i think being a professional athlete uh is incredibly difficult in in many many ways and i think you have to start so young that it really fucks you up right but i also have no i have no sympathy for the rich and famous as you know what about what about the parallels maybe between a a child athlete where you have to start so young like a tennis player versus maybe a child actor any uh any differences there is it pretty similar i mean i think there's got to be differences because one is physical and one isn't obviously Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what i mean in 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 a way that i think that has to i I, I do use physical comedy but that's sort of a different thing (laughs) i guess i just feel like that fucks you up like i feel like the physical aspect fucks you up um Mm -hmm. almost more than acting uh but i don't know i mean i'm I'm, think about the callbacks chris that's true i mean i'm neither that's how i started cutting i'm neither i'm neither i'm neither an i'm not talking weight i'm neither an athlete or an actor uh and i think that i know that you consider yourself kind of a a teenage actor with your music video career um (laughs) but i don't think that took much training i don't think that much took much time on the stage so it's hard to kind of lump you into that category. Chris, those were those were some eight 
10 hour days i'm sure spent I'm eating sure. pizza and drinking <laughs> papa vodka i'm sure i'm sure uh i can only i can only imagine i can only imagine mm-hmm. but i you know i'm i'm glad that we're both here today and we're able to watch tennis i did watch curios last night uh on his he was on his late night swag playing another australian with an earring they both just look insane <laughs> like they're both like the other guy was wearing one of the worst outfits I've ever seen, and he had an earring in. And Curious has got a couple chains on. You know, he's wearing his hat kind of kind of backwards. But I do I do appreciate that he just wears a, a he basically finds Nike tennis clothes that look like basketball clothes and wears them. right. And I think that's very cool. <laughs> um, he's got the compression short sleeve shirt under the tank top style jersey i'm i'm wondering if he has such strong opinions about his clothing choices why doesn't nike just let him design his own Mm. basketball themed clothes or whatever he doesn't he can just like make his own shit well because because maybe he's not big enough yet i don't know yeah well that wouldn't sell to the consumer i i don't think and then they'd be like all right we got we got rafa's collection we got Fed's collection, and we got this other guy who's he's ranked twenty third, uh, but he does like tank tops. We kind of gave him his own his own his own thing. I don't know if that would really go over. His, he's not he's not at the top top, but he's obviously a fan favorite, a crowd favorite. Agassi, you know, he won some shit, but he wasn't. No, that's not true, Jason. Agassi's a legend. <laughs> Agassi's a legend, and I want to just curious will be a legend. I mean, he, he already is a legend for the wrong reasons. Hopefully, he can kind of turn that around. And just quickly, mm-hmm. quickly before we talk to our guest. Um, let's talk about you doing drugs and seeing the strokes because we haven't we, we didn't get we didn't get to cover that and I'm sure our guest will want to get into that as well. I'm sure she has an opinion on on uh, an over forty year old man using moon rocks on a Sunday night. Um, but I would love to hear overall. Just let's give the experience a numerical grade and then we'll kind of get into the details. Okay, I would give it you know because I am a seasoned pro and veteran. I would probably give it maybe a seven point nine out of ten on on execution and wow seven point nine. That's big. I I want since it was a Sunday and I was watching you know a, a band play and it, the whole thing's gonna be done by eleven, which is you know back in the day I wouldn't even leave the house at eleven. So you kind of have to plan out your drug intake timing wise so we probably and also don't just take one pill and then have that just smack you like a <laughs> sure like a for like a raptor like you're gonna you're gonna drip it into your aquafina smuggle it into the festival in pasadena with the other uh members of the wash community and kind of feel like you're getting one over the wash community says the guy who went to the killers show some somebody told me you look like you have a girlfriend that <laughs> i would had say, a boyfriend i would say that the killers show uh what the crowd doesn't know what the term washed means in this in this instance is that better i would rather i would i would rather see the killers at full price than see lcd sound system ever in my life and i know you didn't see lcd sound system but <laughs> me too but me i too. just I, I do think you made the right decision for you and we're both we're we're different waves still building in this situation. I think. What was Julian? Was was Julian? Was Julian wearing a leather vest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, nice. So the king of grooming, Julian Casablancas. <laughs> he, you know, like you were saying, there were some rumors that he was maybe facing the his back to the crowd. He the was two rumors I've heard about Julian Casablancas in the last couple months is he has a giant hog and he's not facing the crowd while he performs. Those are, <laughs> those are the two things, which are both cool. Do not tell my partner that he has a giant dick. I don't. Uh, she's already, like, I'm already sending her Reddit posts about how he grooms children, so just to get her off the scent. But she's, I mean, she was basically crying when the Strokes played I the just entire set. I just think of the Strokes as the perfect, like, Coke music, but I don't think of them yeah. as, like, a band. It doesn't, it doesn't, um kind of stir any emotions in me right but that well, could, that could you're, be for, you're a 40 I mean, year old straight man so she was like 13 when the first album yeah, came out and yeah. so this is basically just like her entire formative childhood her hormones her emotions her f- sexual attractions you know mm-hmm. like the the definition of what a hot boy who is mm-hmm. an artist and a dark moody guy or whatever mm-hmm. he's up there he's got a big ass dick he's crooning he's singing songs about how 
you know, he's sad and the cops are bad <laughs> and you know, everyone's on coke. No, but there's no rules. Everyone's an asshole. There's, you know, I'm just, it, it, I've always been a, it was, it was good. If I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a fab guy. Yeah. I mean, fab is great too. Fab's the hottest. They're all great. Fab's the hottest. Fab had the best solo records as well, which I think go often overlooked, unfortunately. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. We we got sidetracked. Let's 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 talk to our guest about uh about the strokes. We'll talk to our guest about the strokes for most of the show. Thank you for joining us. Scout LaRue Willis is our guest today. Uh her new album is out now everywhere you stream uh music and um let's let's give her a jingle. Hey everybody, Jason here. Quick note, the Zoom recording on today's call uh sounds great, but at the very end our guest's voice starts getting all weird and and messed up sounding, so we have to kind of end the show a little more abruptly once it becomes uh, unlistenable. So uh, if that starts happening, it's not your fault, it's ours. Thank you. I, I, I'm I sorry I'm coming to you from the bed uh, because there's some construction going oh, on. Oh, wow, damn, okay. You're. <laughs> I will say that Scout's bed does look a little nicer than mine. Uh, I don't know if this is home or a hotel. Tell me it's a hotel. I'm going to say hotel. It's a hotel. Okay. Okay. Great. So you live at the Edition in West Hollywood. That's kind of weird, <laughs> but whatever you're into. No, honestly, it would feel a little like sterile, no, if it were my home. I agree. Like a little more flair. <laughs> you have more flair. You have a leather headboard behind you, and I don't know if that. But there also looks like there's like a cement fireplace uh, to your right. It's a decorative aspect. A decorative aspect. <laughs> that's, okay, that's a good word to use. Like, what? What is that? I thought it's a decorative aspect. Next question. I didn't know. I didn't know that you did hotel reviews in your spare time, but you clearly have the vocabulary kind of down. Okay, so you are you are you on holiday in the uh, uh, on the Maldives? Are we in Greece? Oh my God! You got it on the second guess, baby. <laughs> I mean, look at this tan. There's no? only two places people we know go, and that is Italy or uh, Greece. So, Jason's so you telling Maldives. me a hot influencer chick was in Greece this summer? <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy bro you guys i have been watching everybody i know and a bunch of people i don't know be in <laughs> italy greece for like the past year and a half and mm. i've just been patiently waiting my turn and getting this album <laughs> out into the world and it's like i am so unabashedly on vacation right now okay. and like i'm like Photos, bikinis, food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you wanted to really earn this holiday. You wanted to finish a big task. Yeah. And then you could really let your hair down yeah. and start taking pictures of fruit on Instagram. Yes. Jason and I both were just on extended holidays in in um Europe, Italy, Paris, uh, you know, different different locations. And um honestly I gotta say I'm exhausted by it all. It was, it was, I, it was a, it, it's a, it's a gift and a curse. And I'm not talking about the American Express bill. I'm talking about kind of, <laughs> kind of the way my, <clears throat> my body and mind felt afterwards. Mm -hmm. I wanted mm -hmm. to feel that euphoric kind of refreshment, um, yeah. like a bottle of water in the desert. But I just <laughs> felt a little beat down and desperate to get back to my LA routine. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, 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 are you a big vacation person? Is that something you, aspire to yearly uh, yeah you know here's actually what i've been saying i want to weave vacation energy which is something that having not been on one in a long time i could only like imagine but for me it sure. feels like this sort of luxurious matthew mcconaughey-esque like <laughs> sensual playfulness and i want to weave that into my everyday life okay as opposed to like putting all my intent like energy and attention on this one thing because that then guarantees it to be a letdown in a way you know damn okay scout okay you've kind of got me you've got my third eye cracked the fuck no open, that's bullshit chris because i say the same thing <laughs> i say the same thing as her i say the reason why these two weeks out of the year are a letdown for you chris is because we're we've worked hard we're privileged and we're smart and we've created those 50 weeks out of the year to be a vacation every day like mm -hmm. like you said like we're we're talking to each other in our bed you know <laughs> drinking drinking like a green smoothie and later i'm gonna go hit the sauna like when i go to greece i'm gonna be like oh, what's my wi-fi this coffee's bad mm -hmm. blah, blah blah my clothes aren't here but you know like it sucks so 
I think like the way you're, you, I don't know how McConaughey fits into all of this. Maybe you want, <laughs> I think you want a guy with no shirt on to be holding two beers in one hand while you're in bed and he hands one to you and he's like, here you go, baby. And you're like, I love holiday. No, have you guys, have you guys read his book? I, you know, I haven't, but I've heard this from other people that I love and respect. And I, is it, is it a self help? Is it a memoir? Is it a combination of the two? Combination of the two. You nailed okay. it. Okay. And, okay. So after I watched Beach Bum, I was like, oh my Classic, God. Classic, underrated film. I really like Underrated. Beach it left me with this sensation of like, I want to fuck that bum. <laughs> Honestly, no. It's like he doesn't do it for me in that way. And Matthew McConaughey is like my spiritual teacher. Uh-huh. It left me with this feeling of like, why do I ever worry about any of this small shit in my life? Okay. What do you think? Do you think McConaughey's small shit is maybe different than our small shit? Is that a possibility? It is. So, like, I was, I only liked him in this movie. Also, I respected the McConaissance from the jump. I, I had never <laughs> before that seen an actor go from one strata yeah, of yeah. acting and move to another bracket and win an Oscar. So, automatically, I'm like, okay, I have to respect Very impressive. Mm-hmm. Very impressive stuff. He's got Agreed. the sauce. So, then someone tells me to listen to his audiobook because he reads it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was so eloquent. It was so poetic. It was fucking brilliant. And it left me with that same feeling of just like, how do I focus on pleasure and play and gratitude? And like, that's where, where it connects to the okay. vacation energy thread. And like, I feel like we've really romanticized neuroticism in our culture and like, oh, I'm so anxious and like, I'm so much more depressed. And uh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's and right. I kind of romanticize like romance. Yeah. And like romancing myself and like just really indulging in this idea of like luxury and sensual indulgence, but not in a like crazy, like super fancy way i'm talking on like an everyday basis i thought you were about i thought you were about to give us your code for a sex toy discount there at the, at the <laughs> end but I'm, I'm glad you kind of held off enter scout 20 at checkout for 20 percent off no sex toy company who's approached me to ask if i want to do that has been like of the caliber high enough okay chris she said luxury okay well all that I, makes sense right, i think right. that's great luxury and that all that all makes perfect sense i think that you know finding ways to weave in that that pleasure that kind of hedonistic lifestyle in a healthy way that happens every day yeah that's you know that's the ultimate goal for life at that point you don't need to take a vacation that's that's where i'm at that's what i'm saying I, i that's my whole issue is that i feel like my life is good and i've worked it out and i've you know it's it's uh it's i don't feel i feel the most comfortable and relaxed in my day-to-day environment. You know what I mean? I can't, I don't know if I can reach Nirvana when I'm off site and I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I mean, this is clearly, and I don't romanticize anxiety. I don't romanticize neuroticism. That is actually the my enemy. Yeah. Um, but I, I still cannot feel what this feeling that other people have when they're in these exotic locales. And I've been to these places. They're beautiful. I, I, I like being there, mm-hmm. but it's, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel some mental, I don't feel, I don't unlock anything mentally is, is my point. And do you think other people do, <laughs> or do you just assume that because of Instagram? Now we're getting somewhere, Scott. I don't, I think that, I think other people, most people might be lying to themselves when they think that I need to go to this faraway place that's beautiful and yeah. maybe I take a picture of myself there. Maybe I don't. But, you know, it's sort of like that is my release. I need travel. I need I have wanderlust that can only be quenched by this very mm-hmm. $5,000 plane ticket to Reykjavik or whatever it is, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and people think that they're more, edu- you know, they're more educated. They're more well-rounded. When they're when they're more traveled, which is true to a certain extent, but well, and look, I think sometimes when we get everything that we've been wanting, everything we like, oh, I just can't wait for a vacation, and this, I think that's sometimes when we freak out the most. Mm. Yeah, you know, like I'm in like a truly glorious situation. I'm swimming in these like turquoise waters. I'm reading a bunch of British crime thrillers. I just get all this time to like read and get super tan. And two days ago, I had a full freak out 
I was so uncomfortable in my own skin mm. in a way that I haven't felt in so long. And someone reflected back to me that like some, they call it like our havingness levels that it's almost a little kid, you know, when little kids eat so much candy and they're so excited that they like mm -hmm. vomit and freak <laughs> out. Sure. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it's like that a little bit. And Chris, I wonder if that's what you experience where it's like this overload of these really amazing things that you do want that leaves you craving oh. like safety and home and like what you know, because it feels uncomfortable <sighs> to have such a beautiful life that you've like earned and created for yourself. Some, I would say most listeners to this podcast would say I haven't earned it, but thank you for saying that. <laughs> and I, I really, I really appreciate that. So, okay. Like a subconscious defense mechanism. His, his brain is protecting his heart because yeah. if he enjoys it too much, he might throw up. It could be taken away. It's scary to like have these beautiful things. That's why he never wears his Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I mean, I, I do think there's a lot of truth to everything you're saying. And I feel like you've kind of got the right vacation attitude. And I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate that we're doing this show at the end of summer, but hopefully people are able to kind of take these elements that they've learned. They will learn from you. And no, thanks to global warming, summer ends in November. We still got two more <laughs> good, good months left. That's a good point. It's, it's going to be 115 degrees on Sunday here. So I think we're just fine. Is it really going to be, is it really going to be that hot on Sunday in LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain, certain parts of Southern California are going to reach 115. Okay. LA? Probably not in Glendale. Maybe not one of So do you, you don't miss LA at all? I feel like, mm -hmm. I feel like it's crazy. I have it run into you at like bristol farms or something you know what i mean you seem like a bristol farms kind of chick am i wrong okay here's what's up i <laughs> <laughs> i'm a pavilions girl first of all i moved into my neighborhood and gelson's was the closest to me and i was like you know it's because the quality is here the prices are here and then i oh okay. I was that's a, why we go there that's i was we a go. big erewhon hater mm -hmm. but then Shopping at Gelson's, I was like seven items, and they're like, "That'll be fifty-seven dollars." And I was like, "You know what? She's going to Erewhon." You're telling me. You're telling me. Prices? You're telling me you have those palm tattoos, and you were anti-Erewhon. I don't believe this for one second. <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the same exact as Scout. I'm the same as Scout. It was a foregone conclusion. <laughs> you're gonna eventually. You wrote your own future. I Jason's a Gelson's guy. Jason historically was a Gelson's guy. Yeah, but I, I'm a, I'm a Gelson's lover, but I would never do like practical grocery shopping there. I would yeah. go there and get like like a lunch bite or something mm -hmm. like yeah. that. I would never go and like get my cornflakes and my laundry detergent. That's a fool's errand. But yeah, exactly. once you spend all that money and then you go to Air One, you're like, oh, all this like healthy, cute shit is the same price as Gelson's. Why would mm -hmm. I do that? Mm -hmm. But at Gelson's, it's like for the people, like for our parents who are really rich, mm -hmm. <laughs> some of our parents on this podcast are more wealthy than others. But that generation, like I, I'm, I, I am fine with spending $8 an apple if it means that I can be in a calm, serene environment yeah. that's void of poor people mm -hmm. and maybe immigrants. And that was sort of the Gelson's angle for years. That is the Gelson's angle. And now they're sort of struggling. That was the Gelson's angle? Yeah, the Gelson's angle was just like, you're paying more because it feels better, but it's stuff you recognize. But I feel like they haven't like upgraded. So now it's like stuck in like mid-90s. Like, it is. That's true. Upper middle class. Yeah, that, that's why I said our parents' generation, because that's all they know yeah. and that's all they care about. They, I want my familiar things to be priced high enough to where I don't have to see poor people. I feel like I finally understand Gelson's. That's it. I mean, that, <laughs> that is it. But I, I do think that because I live, I live walking distance to Erwan. Mm -hmm. So they, they know me over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, they don't, they don't even have to. What's up, Chris? I didn't, <laughs> What's up, Chris? I didn't know this. You remember? I'm just kidding. I, I didn't know this. I, I ran into a friend of the show, Decatur Dan, there last night. You can put your card on file and then scan your finger to pay that's new that's i weird. i did not know i did not know you could do that and and then i was talking about the membership program with one of the friendly employees mm -hmm. and <laughs> they were saying that they're they're having to develop an app yeah. now because the abuse 
of the of the program is so rampant with people just oh saying their friends' phone numbers and using their credit oh. or you, you know whatever. So they've had to start policing. Now they have to police it. So it's like it's like it's like your Netflix login for your ex girlfriend or something like that. They had to crack down yeah. on it. The psychosis of Erwan has crossed over to a criminal area now, which I I never thought I would. <laughs> I need that. Sea I never thought I never thought I would see that because it is it is like a. <laughs> Like the credit system, I get it's just like cash, baby. You know, you can just, you know, I've got $300 sitting in that kitty right now, burning a hole in my Levi's. And I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, I like to watch, I don't know if you're like this, Scout, but I like to, not only with money, of course, but with Sky Miles, with mm-hmm. any sort of, I don't like to spend it because I like to see it go up. Because it makes you feel abundant. That's right. That's right. I'm feeling, yes. I, I had to, I, up, I upgraded a flight recently on miles and I felt less than abundant uh, when I looked at my, at my, at my account, you know, and it didn't feel. When the, as, when the fake numbers on the fake application went down, yes. you, it made you feel less yes. abundant. Yeah. Are you a gamer? No, hell no. That's the most offensive thing you've ever said. No, no, no. Look, look, look. I'm only saying this because a dear friend of mine is a video game designer. And when I told her how I am with money, I I was like, you know, I keep it like I'll like let myself because I had to learn how to like spend money on myself. It was kind of a interesting avenue for me. And I was like, OK, but now I just make sure it never goes below this. And this mm-hmm. that makes me feel this way. And then I freak out. And she was like, you 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 do it like a video game, it's true. like Sims. I was like, yeah, it's true. because it makes me feel good. If I see the points on mm-hmm. there and they're adding up, I'm like, oh, my God, everything is available. To no, me. I mean. <laughs> I I'm with you on that, um, and and hopefully it's just always going up. That's the, but you you had trouble spending money on yourself. What was the problem? You didn't think you deserved it? it uh, yeah, it was like intense. Um, I had a lot of shame and uh, like guilt and fear of being judged because I grew up with parents who are actors, growing up in privilege, sure. mm-hmm. and it was this feeling like I needed to sort of like enact. It was like faux humility or like, I don't know. There was, it was really tangled up for me. I've experienced this before. There was, there was a time in my life where Chris I does a lot of faux humility. Actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm big on faux humility. No, I knew a lot of people at one stage in my life where I would be like, bro, I recognize your last name. You can't tell me you're broke. Yeah. Like that's not <laughs> real. Like it's, it's fine. It's okay. That's like, there's no shame. There shouldn't be any shame in that. That's not a position anyone chooses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, that's harder to understand as a young person, of course, especially yeah. depending on who you're around. Well, and I like, I know, I don't like, I don't like lying. So I would never like lie about it if anyone asked me. You sure. Know? But at the same time, I was living in my like shitty little apartment in Chinatown. Like, I'm just one of the guys. Like, <laughs> and yeah, and there was a part of it, you know, I even, I was going to release music under a different name. I was trying to do everything yeah. I could to like push away and then i realized you know what like i didn't choose the vagina i came out of like this is part of my (laughs) life it's come with a lot of fucking amazing positives and it's come with some really like shitty intense things as well yeah and so does everyone's life everyone's life has pros and cons everyone's 10 emotionally is a 10 for them I can have perspective, I can be of service, and at the end of the day, like, that's all I can do. And me sitting here being like, I'm such a piece of shit, like, actually, that's the most self-indulgent thing I can possibly fucking do. No, you're right. <laughs> Going yeah. to Nobu is something you should always do for yourself, and I'm glad that you're able to do that. And, and also a person in your in your specific lifestyle, your, you know, where you grew up, how you grew up, your privilege that you have, like, yeah. when you're telling the world about yourself from an honest place... You have a life that people are interested in hearing about, you know, and I, I feel like whenever people get famous or rich or whatever at a certain level, they begin to sort of control their thoughts and their actions and what they say mm-hmm. because they're afraid of, you know, coming off ungrateful or whatever it might be. Yeah. And I always like people who are like very rich and successful and like, here's what it's like being rich and successful. <laughs> and, and like, because everyone is like super curious like don't hide it don't hide it yeah just talk about it but talk about the good and the bad as well yeah totally yeah there's there's ups and downs you're right though i think that there's kind of shared experiences for everyone of ups and downs it doesn't really make a difference you know there's there's things that kind of cross all uh monetary boundaries let's say yeah we call that the human condition yeah we're all afraid of being judged by other people we're all afraid of being like it all i like the more work i've done on myself the more it comes down to like fear of abandonment fear of being unlovable feel of fear of like 
just being like hated and reviled. And what all of that actually comes down to is fear of death, which is so interesting because it's like, oh, if I'm abandoned and no one loves me and I'm unsuccessful and I'm awful, it all comes down to this like very primal thing. And that no matter what the like thing, the precipitating factor is, is true for all of us. We're all just these like, little fucking baby damn damn you're all right like i'm about i'm about to turn 40 you're really fucking me up right now you know what i'm saying i i was thinking about putting one year closer to death on my cake but now i don't know if i can i don't don't know if i can do that chris would 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 matthew do that i don't mean in the bible i mean mcconaughey (laughs) would he would he no he looks at 40 he's like he would he's fucking celebrating that shit he's like my life is fucking beautiful like wow i'm still alive you're right. Baby, mm-hmm. like, yeah. all right you I'm, know? I'm also very hot and have a good body and i'm a millionaire <laughs> this is good it's all good and i haven't what is it is it is a book called like no stop signs or no red lights or something green like that green, green lights light. green light. that's so good. i have i haven't read but i have i visited his website of course jklivin.com <laughs> yeah. um where it, you can kind of learn how to just keep on living with with mugs and t-shirts and stuff like that yeah and i've always loved his his you know he's just this guy that's just like here's how i figured out life and everyone's like fuck that guy yeah and then every woman's like i'll suck that dick but you know what and you know why people say fuck that guy because everyone's like what I think of him most when I'm like so in my head and I'm like, but is this okay? Like, could I post this? What should I say? Am I being weird? I'm at a dinner and I'm looking around and I'm like, wow, everyone seems to be just like living their lives and I'm up here like observing it and living it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's the energy. And so I think sometimes people who are like guileless and don't question themselves and just do it are like, mm-hmm so successful and even if their art is like you're like my art's better than that like why are they getting it it's like because they're just fucking doing it and they're not worried about it being an a plus they're just like i have an idea and i'm gonna make it happen scout welcome and that's scout welcome to podcasting uh the barrier of entry is really low (laughs) uh that's exactly why we're here today because we just said fuck it let's do it you know we're reaping those benefits as well not not quite as much as matt uh but we're you know we're getting there but you're on your way well to me to me i look at it it's i'm we're getting very good at finishing a podcast where you're getting good at finishing a song yeah keep going. every time yeah, you do like, it you get better at finishing it which is already so hard to do yeah and then once it's out there and you realize like the world keeps on spinning if i didn't release perfect art today yeah and then you only get better from there i mean jason you're literally like shirtless in your room with a with a sauna behind you like you're that's you're right that's doing it. <laughs> That's right. He, I, I am the, I'm living the least of the three of us right now. Uh, you're, I think you're number one because you're in a beautiful location. Jason's in Glendale, which he considers a beautiful location. And I am in the, I, certain parts are wonderful. I'm in, de- in the depths of West Hollywood with construction. I'm about to eat some edibles okay. right now. On both sides. Just cause. Yeah. Just cause. Just cause. Doesn't matter. What is it? So how long did you sit on this music before you put it out? Oh did, is this like shit you've had forever? Yeah long time some of this stuff is from like 2015 that is a long time that is a long but time. here's the thing at every stage consciously i thought to myself i'm doing it but it was there was an invisible wrench in the machine sure that i was like why is it like taking so long in this and once i realized like what was that was there someone was there someone like a a from a musical side that was like can you can you shit or get off the pot please like i don't want to hear about this anymore or or was there an ayahuasca ceremony that unlocked this <laughs> yeah yeah invisible I, I could see either i could see either one for you no there was no one i think i was like kind of doing it myself no I, people in my family do music a little bit but i you know this is like like doing it as the sole focus there so i didn't really have a mentor mm-hmm Sure. Linda Perry was kind of helpful. We were working together for a second. Um, she was like, why are you not fucking doing this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I like, I had nodes. I had to go on vocal. Not nodes. But to get to the, there was a moment I was actually, I was in a spiritual psychology class. So it wasn't ayahuasca, but it was close. Mm-hmm. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Is that the name of an incubus record, by the way? Yeah, yeah, hold on. That, first of all, Brandon Boyd, I know that song. No, but this sounds like this. Now, is this a class like a a college class or maybe just something online? What are we talking about? No. It, so it used to be a master's course. Now it's not. It's through a university in California. Um, mm-hmm. It's just called the University of Santa Monica, which is really weird because it's like a deeply 
spiritual institution <laughs> and a family friend had done this class and done the master's program. Okay. And my older sister rumor went to one class and the shit she was saying was stuff that it had taken me like <laughs> five years to get to. So I was like, class? like, where did you just go for one weekend and you've changed your tune? Like, bitch, what is this class? I got to drive to the West side. All right. I guess. I, I, all right. Fine. I guess but I did it with my mom and my older sister. And it was like so life changing. Now, like my younger sister did it. My boyfriend is in year two of this class. Like we're getting the whole family involved. And basically I could, I could very comfortably start my own coaching practice and not feel bad about it. Okay. Well, you know, you know, you know what, you know what, Scout? I know a lot of people have started their own coaching practice uh, <laughs> in the last five years. And I'm just, what do you think? Any good ones or no? The only coach I want is is on the damn football field. Uh, I just prefer to call it. I just don't understand. I guess my issue is. You don't understand the difference. I mean, I do understand the difference, I think, because it requires less in theory than a psychiatrist mm-hmm. or a psychologist okay. as far as like education goes. Am I? Am I? I could be wrong. No, no. And so what about a therapist? Would you ascribe that to the same list of those two? No, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it's just the terminology. You know what I okay. mean? But therapist is like what you do. That's it's, it's $250 a week. And that's just what you got to, you got to swallow it. And you got to do it, you know, but and Chris likes that. I do like that. In fact, I would like it to be 300. Cause that's like round. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, if there's a group of people that meet in a park and discuss things and it doesn't cost $250 an hour it makes Chris confused and discombobulated that just told me everything I need to know about both of you <laughs> he has his eyes closed and he has a $100 bill and he's trying to find a slot to stick it in someone help me please help, help me so you're saying but what do you think what what in your opinion as someone who's clearly pretty involved in this stuff what is the difference what, what is the benefit of a coach okay Look, there there are shitty coaches. There are people who have their head up their own ass. And there are people who sure. really know their business. Same with therapists. Same with psychologists. Same with like people who just hand out pills without actually listening to someone. I think there are now we're talking all over the place. I like their information at the end of the show, please. <laughs> <laughs> and what this what this class supported me in getting. So basically, a, a very brief rundown of what I was learning in this class is about like taking radical responsibility for your own life and not blaming other people for your and letting go of your own self-judgment okay so how we would learn that we would learn a skill the teachers are like this couple who have been teaching this class for like 40 years they're amazing Mm -hmm. and then you'd go into a trio like say the three of us are in a trio right now i am the facilitator okay and so i'm asking chris questions and i'm helping guide him towards like finding a solution for himself okay and i just sit in the corner and watch and jason what you're doing is being the neutral observer so you're just being a loving battery you're being quiet and just <laughs> loving battery this. i don't want him jerking off in that chair that's a nice chair that's a nice chair <laughs> pants on or pants off because this is feeling this is a cuck situation then, i'm not against it i'm just everyone saying everyone switches so everyone has tries each role so it's like i like you know as the i get to be the client and like work my own stuff out like everyone gets a chance to learn and so it's like through hours and hours of like facilitating other people is how i feel like i have my you know my foot in that world so i would feel very comfortable doing that mm-hmm. that makes sense now let's talk about pricing structure you know because it feels <laughs> feels like okay. some of this stuff like most things okay. in our in our modern society people just kind of pull it out of their ass you know what i mean I donations are expected you know it's like it's it's you know when you go to church it's a 10 percent rule that's what god said we kind of all understand that <laughs> when you tip it's 20 percent. that's what god said yeah. i don't you know i don't know but with with yeah. this <laughs> it's a little bit like what do we you know it's like jason and i charging for advertising we kind of throw the highest number against the wall and, and hope they pay it you know so what is the yeah. what do you think the structure is or is that left up to each individual practitioner Mm. is there like an industry standard i don't think there is because the thing about coaching is you could have someone like i work with this woman who is a uh, a pleasure mentor i do coaching with her she's amazing and that all right all right no you can't you're not gonna breathe you ain't gonna breeze by pleasure mentor i'm gonna explain i knew yo what's her at (laughs) i'm not gonna blow her spot up i can message you guys later um okay so she i so i've I've been doing this class i did three years of this class right so then 
I had this like download moment when I turned 30 last summer and I was like, okay, now I want to do all this same work, but through the lens of sexuality. Okay. So that's when mm-hmm. I started working with like all these different people. And I really stepped into the world of coaches. And luckily I know how to discern like someone who's full of shit from someone who actually has something to like help. You've been in the, you've been, you've been in this town since day one. You can, you can tell I've been these. in this town. My mom would have like fucking, you know, like yoga and Deepak <laughs> Chopra intuitives, like Cherokee medicine woman to connect to our roots. Like, you know, you've seen it I've since been... literally birth. You're, you're good. You yeah. can, you can suss it out. Okay. I can suss. The pleasure mm-hmm. mentor is guiding you through the same kind of thing you're doing over in Santa Monica, but it's from a sexual standpoint so it's basically like kind of therapy you know but what is amazing about her is i could be like you know i'm having this issue with my sister i could say like i'm struggling with someone i'm working with and she takes me through that stuff that's coming up with my partner or i could be like how do i set up a bdsm scene and she's like okay here's how you do it like (laughs) wow she's a one-stop shop yeah next question has this helped or hurt your relationship with your boyfriend? Oh my God, it's helped so much. Now he sees her. He sees her too. <laughs> yeah, and then we have sessions together. It's so fun. Yo, you you have turned this guy out. I bet I this know. guy was just a regular, good-looking LA guy. Like, yeah, I skate a little bit. Now oh this God. guy's like... <laughs> He's like, babe, why five thousand dollars? What? I don't. Okay, nah, I guess. No, I mean, I mean, <laughs> can you put a price on having sex in a healthy way and not a unhealthy way, Chris? Ding dong. I mean, yes. Ding dong. You can. You can. Ding dong, Chris. <laughs> is it better to have sex in an unhealthy way? Yeah, but is it better <laughs> for your mind in the long run? Just sorry, Jason's had. Jason's had more unhealthy sex than most people, mm. so he's just kind of he's he worked in nightlife, as you can imagine. So, you, oh yeah, I switch over to healthy. This is all this is all great. So you're saying I'm just impressed that you're able to finish and record and release an album with all this learning going on. Like I don't know how you, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't understand the time management. Well, you know what? You I for a while I was really beating myself up because I was like, man, I'm really like. Uh, well, going back to the privilege shame, I was like, what a piece of shit I am that I'm able to like do all this work on my inner world and blah, blah, blah. And I should be doing music and la, la, la. And then the music stuff really like fell into place. And as soon as I got into the studio, I was like, oh my God, timing perfect because I need to be the exact age I am and have had all these experiences to really be able to like advocate for what I want mm-hmm. and like stand up in this very male centric environment I'm in and be able to like really articulate what I want to have happen and be the way I make music. All of the work I'm doing like weaves itself in because here's the thing. I am really privileged to be able to do all of this stuff. And music is the way that I can like subtly share what I'm learning and give it to people in a way that's like more digestible. Democratic. Yeah, it's a little more digestible. Yeah, and digestible. Chris, this is deeper than rap is what she said. It is deeper than rap. I, I get a lot of I get a lot of flack in my household for playing tennis, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon, but I guess I could I guess I could be pushing it more. I need to be doing more stuff. I need to get out there and do some more stuff. Yeah. It's all weaving into your work. It's all a part of it. This is literally what I tell people all the time. They're like, you just sit on a bench for an hour. I'm like, yeah, it's my fucking job. I got to, you know, I got to soak this up. You know, it's like. A hundred percent. I agree. And sometimes you need a layover to see how the other half lives. It's the same. You know, I, I totally get it. So, Scott, when you were like in high school, what was the formative music for you other than Fiona Apple? <laughs> Well, you know, you guys were talking about the strokes just before I came on, which were my mm. life. Oh, interesting. I love the strokes. And mostly from my dad, it was all like pre-1980 music. You know, it was like a lot of Patsy Cline okay. from my mom. It was classic rock from my dad. It was also like the coasters and Roy Orbison. Mm. Then it was mm-hmm. like folky stuff. It was like Karen Dalton is a big one for me, you know, like okay. I love this, but we talk about this in the show a lot because um I don't I love my parents, but they're not cool. And we didn't do a lot of music mm. music stuff in my mm-hmm. house, but then that became the driving force in my life from like twelve till basically now. Yeah. But I always wonder 
you know, what kind of freak I would be if my parents were like, you should check out the Smiths, you know, or, or whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. when I'm like 10 years old. I can't imagine what's the, what that's like and how different that yeah. is. How insufferable would you be if your parents made you read Dostoyevsky at 10 years old? And- yeah, yeah. How much worse could I be? Because it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad now. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. No, it's pretty it bad now. Not. But that's, that is, uh, that's a nice, you know, menagerie of, of music there, you know, and it's, it's not, yeah. But I do think that there's a because you're you're younger than us and and Jason the way he was describing uh, Carolyn's response to the Strokes is is probably similar to yours like this is like oh yeah these guys are the hottest coolest dudes of all time not anymore you know, it's a di- but no not anymore <laughs> but I have to say I still vote Fab Fab is my number one he was the hottest he's the hottest exactly he was the hottest exactly the bushy hair at a certain point in his life Jason thought and maybe was told by a drunk person that he resembled Julian Casablancas mm-hmm. so he is kind of biased uh, towards that even before he heard that he had a huge dick he, he kind of wanted to <laughs> relate relate to that so yeah, that's why I, I think understand that I think that's why yeah it's just one of those weird situations where I wanted to be like the lead singer of a band instead of the drummer. I know it's hard to wrap your head around that. Yeah. I, that it is it is hard to wrap your head around that. Okay, if you guys had to pick like what positions you would be in a band, like where do you feel like okay, this is a two-part question. Okay. Where do you honestly feel like you are positioned and where would you really like to be positioned? <clears throat> I can start, Jason, if that's okay with you. I'll start. I'll start. <laughs> the answer <laughs> The answer is the same answer for both questions because I am secure with myself and I have done the work. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, I'm I'm a, I'm a bass player. I'm tall. I'm lanky. I'm left-handed. Okay. Big dick. I'm a bass player. That's just what happens. <laughs> okay. Chris, what about you? The, the, my answer is also the same for both questions because I've done the work and I'm secure in myself. It's it's singer. It's singer. <laughs> and there's no, que- there's no question. Okay. I'm a leader. I'm a performer. Um, okay. Unfortunately, I'm not a dancer because I don't think men should dance. <laughs> but if I was being paid, <laughs> if I was being paid, it might yeah. change kind of my perspective on things. Okay. Um but I, I think that unfortunately I cannot play an instrument. Um, so my voice is all that I have. That is my instrument. Okay, but even in a metaphorical band. Well, Chris, Chris is a drummer. <laughs> he loves drums. I, I, I am, don't know why you're saying singer. Because I think if I was a drummer, I think throwing me behind, you know, all the symbols, kind of obscuring my face, would eventually hurt Got the ba- hurt the bottom line for the, for the band. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's just kind of what it is. It'd be a waste of good looks, is what you're saying. What instruments do you play, Scout? Um, I play guitar, and I was creeping into piano. That one's my. That's the next one. I taught myself how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. I think that I think the piano is the is the that's the even though guitar looks cooler. I think in the scheme of things, mm-hmm. piano is the one that appeals to me the most as well. Uh, and I believe it is. You know, it's kind of the baseline for all music to me. I agree. In, in a way. And look, there was a time in my life where I would have told you I'm never going to play an instrument because I just like couldn't get my shit together to practice guitar. And then I finally just did it. So I feel like now nothing feels totally off limits. And for me, look, like being a guitar player is never going to be my thing. I mean, never say never, but you know, it's for me, it's about my voice and about the songwriting, Mm -hmm. but to be the first time I ever played a show by myself, not needing any other musicians, especially other, any other like male musicians and could like perform just me and a guitar. It was pretty phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, that's like, that's the, that's the end all be all. That's why it's so impressive when you see people do that, you know, but you do have a nice, you have a nice speaking voice, which I hear, you know, it's kind of deep, uh, which I, I, um, I can relate to as well. <laughs> so Scott, I wanted I wanted to talk about you on, on your on your holiday. So you said you and your boyfriend are just kind of in Greece getting tan and reading British crime novels. I'm with my mom too. It's oh, you're with your mom too. too. This yeah. guy, honestly, we got to talk to this guy. This guy, <laughs> like I'm I'm praying I'm praying for this guy every day. Girls trip. No, but no, we're look. Okay, here's the real deal. I'm going to reveal to you guys and obviously all your listeners too. We're on our friend's boat. Uh, he knows jake my boyfriend he knows he knows he's like he knows how lucky he is he always talks about how he's actually long conning me because he wants to be an actor i like this guy i'm I'm so i'm sold on this guy okay so you're you're not on a boat right now five years is a long time to long i'm on a boat right now jason i think you have to understand like a boat 
she's being democratic yet again. It's more of a yacht, is my guess. Okay, yes, it's a yacht. <laughs> Chris, I could do the math. I could do the math. I was just more so saying that this is the okay, first. Look, I was still hiding. No, no, no. no. I'm, 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 I'm saying this is cool. You are the very first how long gone guest who's ever recorded from a boat, nay, a super yacht. Can I ask you just one question? You can nod your head yes or no. Sure. Is it Barry? Is it Barry Diller's yacht? No. Okay. All right. That's all I wanted to ask. That's all I wanted to ask. That's all I wanted to no, ask. No, it's like a it's a, a rowdy Greek couple who are dear family friends of ours. Oh, that's cool that it's in the it's in their local waters. Oh you know yeah, I mean? and that's, who are super nice. excited to show us everything and everything they do. Like if you guys were here, they'd be like, oh, like Jason, bravo, bravo, like, <laughs> like bravo, like I you feel so. Why are you so skinny? You need more cheese. You yeah, eat more of this it, cheese. Though. That's it. So yacht is good. Being now, do all your sisters? All, all your, I just feel like there's a lot of people around all the time. You know what I'm saying? So these guys that that date, yeah, I'm sure there's been you know many over the years because there's so many women in the family. That's not not a not like a shot. I just okay, I know how this goes. There's yeah, you know yeah. there's three hot there's three hot sisters. There's a hot mom. There's dudes yeah. vying for attention at every turn. You know, mm-hmm. hot. If you brought home a dud, who's the first person to be like, yo, this guy's got to go. This ain't working. This shit ain't it. I know he's, I know he's hot. I'm the one. I'm the one. Oh, bring anyone home. I'm like, I get really, I'm like, you know, I'm very accepting. I'm very open, but like, I'm the, also the one who has called people. My sisters are dating and been like, you leave her the fuck alone. If she ever comes home (laughs) crying like this again, like I go crazy a little bit. Only, only under duress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> only under duress. Okay. For all the lawyers listening, she says she hasn't crossed the line. Let's not. Let's be very clear. <laughs> she's not crossed the line. This is only verbal. In my defense, I was under duress. That's good because there needs to be a, a police, a policewoman in the in the group. Yeah. I think because it's it's. I don't want to be the police woman. <laughs> well, you're the you're, you. Say, you just admitted on mic that you're the fucking feds. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I don't no. Know what to look, tell you. we all. But let me just say this: everyone's brought home a dad at one point. Of course. It's it's part Everyone's of Everyone's been there. Sure. So you also learn how to be like look. <laughs> Cuz like sometimes when you say something about that about that guy, it only pushes them closer in this like mm. Bonnie and Clyde way, so you also learn when to push and when to be like okay, enjoy. Mhm. Mhm. Maybe over here. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> no, it's it is it's that's the real long con. You're going to have uh, to learn about Trent the hard way. I'm not going to help you out. <laughs> Yeah. You're gonna figure yeah. Trent out. Now, what was your what was your level of high school partying? Were you absolutely out of control? My path was a little weird. <laughs> so I <laughs> I had a really early bad phase. I'm talking like how early are we talking? I'm talking smoking weed at tennis camp when I was twelve. Okay. 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 About like eleven, twelve drinking for the first time but it was quick you know it was quick and it wasn't that bad but i was the first okay. one in my family not my older sister i was the first one in my family to get like belligerently drunk at a family event mm-hmm. at, <laughs> at, at an age at an age that is below 21 is, is what your point is 13 13, 13. 13. okay wow at the chateau marmont <laughs> no no <laughs> the first time i ever blacked out <laughs> i was 13 you're blacked out at the chateau is this mini bar rating or is this just like no this is my mom like 40th birthday or something like that or like it was like of an event and i had had my tender little 13 year old heartbroken and my mom's friend gave me a glass of champagne and i took this as my go-ahead to start drinking everybody's drinks <laughs> so okay so you were all right and then the next thing i remember my mom's like holding my hair back i'm confessing all of the other times that i sneaked out and smoked weed because i had a guilty conscience <laughs> Oh wow! That's so the, I mean, I think that's the best way to do it because you get out of your system early, and then you're yeah, you're an adjusted person. Yeah, I've heard that style. I wish I would have. I wish I would have kind of gone that route. I waited till much later. In then life. I was sort of like perfect child a little bit. Uh, I partied on vacation with my parents. So it was like iffy, but not. I didn't go to. I didn't really like do a classic high school partying thing. And it wasn't until college that I reclaimed like being an irresponsible teenager first of all congratulations on going to college that's big Thank mm-hmm. you. and um did you go to i, I I'm, I'm assuming you weren't at like university of michigan you know doing coke so no. what what hippie college which oberlin did you go to <laughs> i went to brown okay brown's the ivy league oberlin that's nice congrats it's the hippie yeah <laughs> yeah that's great that's great 
So you you were saying in college though you were you were getting a little lit again you you dipped your toes back into the waters. Yeah. Oh baby, I did more than dip my toes. I was wild. So you had you had a little white at brown. <laughs> had a little white at brown. <laughs> you know that wasn't my drug of choice. Okay. I had a few really lovely evenings. It was like you know I feel very grateful because shit never got like super dark for me with drugs i'm sober now by the way i don't oh i had i had a feeling i could sniff my own kind out um but (laughs) i I didn't so are you sober because it so it never got bad but you were just like you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna run this my relationship to weed wasn't super healthy that was my favorite drug my absolute that tracks for i mean obviously like psychedelics 100 percent. i love but weed was like the day-to-day you know because you know, shit with my family got really intense. I have so many feelings. I had no tools to deal with all the feelings. So I needed like a barrier between me and the world a little bit. Sure. And it was honestly the reason I like fucking graduated college probably because I could put a little bit of mm-hmm. distance while I was like sorting everything out. But later down the line, uh, I was like, you know, I just, I only know one way to use this. Mm-hmm. Like I have friends who only got into it later mm-hmm. who are like a little bit of like an elegant little joint before bed after my <laughs> long, like work day. Yeah. And that's just not for Don't me. come for me. <laughs> I love it. If I could do that, if I could do that, I would. I'm just going to have a little elegant joint before going to the Americana oh, to watch, watch so a fine fun. film and eating a cheesecake. I also got sober <laughs> right before it was legalized. I was so annoyed, like right before weed got fully legalized. Well, no, 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 Sea Scout. This is my whole thing. <laughs> Legalizing weed made it more uncool than it's ever been. True. It's true. now true. it's now just another Amazon business. It doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you were smoking better weed at 13 than I was at 26. But either way, it's gotten too. It's just not cool anymore. (laughs) Like I don't want edibles. I want I want a Swisher Sweet that I crack open and put marijuana in and lick it like a log. Yeah, I was always a joint girl. I never liked edible. I liked the whole. I liked the um, just the whole ceremony. The process of it. Yeah, that's like heroin, you know? You start cooking it, you got I the know. spoon, the whole thing. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful process. Yeah, a friend of mine would say the best part about smoking weed is smoking the weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, it's not even it's not even what happens yeah. before or after necessarily. But my problem was I was, you know, all day long. That <laughs> was when I was <laughs> smoking the weed. Yeah, I was I was gonna ask when did you when did the healthy relationship with marijuana start to turn the other direction for you? I just think as I generally was getting healthier in my life and like working through stuff, I just didn't relate to it as much anymore. And then, which you guys also probably aren't going to let me skate over, but I did a vision quest ceremony. And after that, I decided to. <laughs> honestly, Scout, honestly, you're you're so likable that I don't, I'm letting stuff slide that is blowing my mind. Like we're going to get shit from this for our listeners for not absolutely flushing you down the toilet. Oh my God. For some of this stuff. Roast me. I swear to God, I can fucking flush me. King flush me. (laughs) No, (laughs) I can fucking come. I can explain everything to you. I have no fucking shame. My Instagram bio does not say like wanderlust (laughs) gypset. Like I'm not a burning man right now. Am I like you can be grounded and also do spiritual shit and like, you're like bitch you're like bitch fuck you i'm on a yacht in greece i'm not at burning man let's make it very clear she's holding both dualities she's holding dualities so so what is then let me ask completely innocently what is a vision quest okay i through a crazy series of circumstances met this guy who turned who's like became my first like kind of spiritual teacher before matthew mcconaughey okay and I did a sweat lodge with him, Sky Archon, and I got invited to his community in New Mexico. So I went and there, so he's a Peruvian guy who was adopted into a Lakota Native American tribe. So that was the altar that he holds. Okay. So Vision Quest is a ceremony that's been done all throughout time. And it usually is people who are kind of coming of age and it's kind of like a spiritual initiation. Okay. So in this place in New Mexico where I go, it's done really hardcore. There's no medicine. There's no plant medicine, nothing helping you. And so basically it was me in like a seven foot by seven foot altar that you make with like little tobacco prayer things, no food or water. Just okay, I, I like this part. Blankets. I like this part because I want to come out feeling thin. Yeah, hello, 
and like a sacred pipe that I'm praying with all by myself out in the woods for four days and four nights. So that was the most hardcore thing I have ever done. In- Hold on. All right. So you're, you're alone in the woods in New Mexico. It gets chilly at night over there uh, four, alone in the woods four four days, four nights with a blanket and just your twisted thoughts. No, it's like, yeah, basically, you know, there's like a sacred pipe that I'm praying with and I know camp is nearby, by the way, so you can leave, but then you have to deal with the shame mm-hmm. of fucking leaving. And then you have to redo that year. Cause it's a four year commitment. You have to do it four years in a row. Okay. And and yeah, the shaman shame, you don't want to feel that. Well, look, no, it, it was just me battling my own ego because you know what? The first year, it was not spiritual at all. All it was was me dealing with all this, babe. <laughs> four days, no water. Yeah. Walk me, walk me through what that's in terms of feeling parched. What happens when you go beyond <laughs> being thirsty? Like it's like chewing on sticks to create saliva parched. It's like, okay. like I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm dying right now. Like you go through a fucking, I am, you're dead. So it's a really, you're, you're physically breaking your, your, your brain. Yeah. To start over again. Yeah. And look like it's hard. Some people are like, but oh, you can only go three days without water scientifically or you die. But it's hard. Well, it's hard to explain if you don't subscribe to any like sort of spiritual life. Is that like you're in a ceremony, like the energy and the vibration is being raised? Actually, this you'll love this about my boyfriend. We had only been dating five months, and I was like, "Look, I go to this place in New Mexico. If you're gonna date me, probably you should come." Bro, this guy, can you send me this guy's cash app? I just want to give him some money. I just want to give this guy some money because, like, I know there's a lot of ups. You know, there's a lot of positives to being with you, I'm sure. But this man is a saint. I tell you what, Jason, even Jason. Well, I mean, I do all the eating for Chris, and my cash (laughs) app remains dormant. (laughs) Jason, 